Hello. Hi. Hey, Susan. What's your disclaimer today? Oh, okay. So, the views expressed in our podcast, COPE, which is the Community of Physician and Tutors, are the views of myself, Susan Witten, and Saji Pillay, and in no way represent the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. I agree. All right. So, Susan. So, Saji. What are we here today for? We're here to, to set, set you, you up. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. So, what do you mean by that? Well, today we'd like to talk about setting yourself and your learner up for a successful clinical session using a couple of cool tools. Cool tools like what? Well, a big shout out to Whitney Lefevre. Whitney, we miss you. We love you. We're sending good vibes. So Whitney, uh, let us know about this great communication tool called the One Minute Learner. Um, it's a proactive and student-driven communication tool. It was developed at the Boston University uh, Department of Family Medicine. I think they implemented around 2012 to in to improve communication around clinical sessions. And they had a nice um, article published in the Annals of Family Medicine in 2016. But they found that this tool was effective at increasing clear communication around expectations for learner, as well as student integration into the clinical learning environment. Oh yeah, Susan, I heard about this, the one minute preceptor. No, 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 Saji, I have to tell you. This is not the one-minute preceptor. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Sure. So precepting models like one-minute preceptor, which was developed in the 90s, like you know, when, back. I, when I graduated from high school, <laughs> and SNAPS are helpful clinical teaching tools that focus on medical decision-making. They're great tools. We'll definitely get to them as uh, your student starts to think more about medical decision-making. But they do not help you plan for a great session with your student. Unlike the One Minute Learner, which kind of promotes and structures a proactive discussion of student goals and expectations, it empowers student ownership of learning, and it's discipline neutral. It can be applicable to any clinical setting uh, for any level of learner. Cool. So I feel like our sessions are building on each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who did that? I don't know. All right. Okay. Uh, So... What you can expect from your students, so they they will, before they show up with you and you are able to use this tool together, they will have a session where they are learning about the one minute learner and we expect them to prompt you. This is student driven, but we definitely want you to be aware of this dialogue and hopefully you'll also be into it and using it um, for the session. So, So what are some things that the the preceptor can expect from the student, Saji? Well, we can expect that the students are going to come ready, you know, uh, they'll know their objectives. There's, there's a couple of things that they'll know before they even get there. Uh, but um, what do you think they, uh, how would they go through this plan? How would they huddle? Yeah, so hopefully the student will check in with you mm-hmm. and will say something like, can can we uh, take a take a or can we touch base quickly about the plan for our session together? So it's kind of a simple thing. And if they don't, because they may be shy or they may may just feel a little bit 
maybe even intimidated in, in, in initiating something with you like that, then, then we'd ask that you just kind of prompt them to, hey, what about this one minute learner huddle? Yeah. I heard that's something that can help us plan the day or right. plan the half day. Right. The good news is that you guys are both going to be on the same page. And honestly, it doesn't take too long, right? What do we say it takes? Yes, we've timed this over and over again. And it takes about three minutes. Okay. And I bet probably once you get into the groove and the student starts to learn your preferences and style and, and what is the focus of the session, I bet it will probably take even less than a few minutes. Great. All right. And I, I feel like we're setting the student for success this way, yes, right? Yes. You're right. They're going to know what their goals are for the day. You're going to know it. It's yes. a good refresher for you. Yes. And then throughout the day, you've been looking for those objectives and then coming back at the end and debriefing again? Yes, doing some good feedback. And that I'd, I'd have to say that's the only uh, uh, LIC addition is that we, in addition to the six items that the One Minute Learner at IBU would like uh, the Preceptor Learner Diet to address, we, we also want to make sure that you guys... Uh, plan for a debrief after every session. Cool. And how would that debrief go? Would they kind of talk about uh, those objectives, how the student did? Yeah, so I think, again, it can just be a quick check-in. How did it go for you? What went well? What didn't go well? Let's let's check out these objectives. Did we, were we able to uh, achieve the learning objectives for the session? Okay, we'll table something we didn't get to. We'll do it next time. Are there any main learning points or themes? Sometimes in clinical sessions, I'm always amazed how weak there's clusters of things or themes. And then you can also uh, point the learner in the direction of independent study. It's a nice opportunity sure. to do it at that time. And does, uh, does, is there anything that helps them, assist them with learning or knowing the objectives? Nice, Saji. Yeah. Yeah, Am I setting going. you up? You are up? setting me up. All right. <laughs> so, so kind of going back to the beginning, so uh, with this communication process using this tool, so one, it's making the time for the huddle. And then within that huddle, there are uh, six items that you want to you wanna cover. So first, it's it's covering goals. What are what are the learner's goals for the session? What's the preceptor's goal for the session? And again, our set tool at skillseval.live skills hopefully sets you up to put those objectives in front of your face and in front of the learner's face. So our plan is to every week push notify this link. It doesn't require username or password, just a cell phone number and so the week of that particular session you'll be push notified a link as a text message you just open up that link and then there it is right in front of you the objectives for the session yeah a quick reminder would be to go ahead and uh, save that phone number because every time you'll come in that phone number you'll know what it is and in case you want to go back afterwards you could always click or look for that phone number to click on to open up that page again. Okay, yeah. and we we have a user guide uh, that I think has some of that information mm -hmm. on how to do that. And with the corresponding email for the session, I will attach that user guide for your review. Cool. Okay, so, so, so first things first, we just talk about uh, goals. And then the second thing to address would be just getting going. The student will kind of ask about um, when, how, and who should they see? And then what's next, Saji, in this? 
Yeah, so you want to kind of give guidelines to the student. Remember, these are like first-year medical students, right? We went through this mantra before. Um, how much, how long? Um, so the students really can stay in there for hours. <laughs> so uh, I can stay in there for hours, truthfully. But, right. Yeah. And some patients may like it and some patients may not. Yes. <laughs> so, so you might want to give a little bit of a guideline like, okay, listen, in 10 minutes. Because, you know, in um, clinical skills, they have somewhere between 7 to 15 minutes with a patient or an, a standardized patient. So that's a good guideline for you to remember. And uh, how long or how much? I mean, you can be a focus exam because they're just here for a you know runny nose or ear pain. You don't want them to do full HPI on that patient. Um, but you know that's that's those are the guidelines I think would be very helpful. Yeah, and then next um, the the next item to cover just be presenting. So you're kind of getting very specific about what format, where in the room or outside the room. Uh, we recommend uh, presenting as much as possible as a time saver and also to include the patient as a member of the team um, to to present with the patient there as a participant. Um, but again, it's, this is certainly your uh, call and just again clearly communicating to the student where you'd like for them to present and, and how, what type of format. Yeah, initially they might feel uncomfortable presenting in front of a patient, but the patient actually gives a lot of insight. You yes. know, there might be some information that was maybe not represented well, yes. and they can add more detail, so, yes. so you'll get a better idea. Yeah, and more face time right. with the patient. I think sometimes we spend so much time behind staring, the scenes. Yes, behind the scenes, staring at the computer. You know, making sure you know everything that's happened, and then that that can sometimes cut into the human interaction that goes on in right. the encounter. All, All right. right, and charting. Charting. So again, another thing to cover is just getting really specific. When should they chart? I think for a beginning um, medical learner, medical student, you're probably going to have to dedicate some time for them to sit down during the session and chart. So, you know, they're not going to see every patient with you. And um, I think it's uh, something to consider to just to build in some time for documentation. There will be a documentation requirement pretty much from the second session. So, um, uh, and then a little bit about documentation. I think it's good to cover here. Certainly, um, how the medical student or where the medical student documents because it's a, it's this course requires there will be documentation so the student cannot get through this course without documenting documenting at the clinical site but of course where the student documents is up to the site and your site protocol so for instance jps so we um, medical students can document within the emr there there is just hot off the press jps policy though that you, the provider, cannot take that medical student, that first-year medical student note, and, and assume it, use it for your own documentation. So JPS says that um, only that's only an option for second year and beyond. So there is essentially a ghost note that's created in Epic, which is up to you to review. You cannot attest it, you cannot edit it. Um, and once it gets through the whole uh, machinations of um, getting processed for billing, that note disappears. But the student at least has the opportunity to interact with the EMR and get that very valuable experience. Um, if that is totally no-go, no student in, in the EMR, that's fine. Um, then they can certainly, they can even document on paper, like, 
we did for a while. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Or they can document um, in, they have a, a portfolio of sites called Canvas, just as long as they do not put any specific patient identifying information, they can document in their um, portfolio Canvas. There will be a, a few assignments over the course of the, uh, the year from me to the students, really to track their progress in documentation. So uh, a lot of verbiage for me about documentation, but I just want everybody, how the student or where the student documents um, is totally up to the site protocol. And again, it's important that you get in your head where the student can document and um, have some of that um, worked out before the student shows up. All, All right. right. And then... Questions. Okay, the last item of the one-minute learner would be um, just also clearly, you know, when would be a good time for the student to ask questions? Is it with when, with the patient, between sessions, after the session? Just just um, to clearly communicate your preferences for that stuff. Yeah, it's also a good time if you guys have any questions to ask us. So yes. we'll be, um, or Susan, we'll be free to. Yes. <laughs> by, by, by email. Yes. Yes. Questions. Ask me questions. Yes. yes. All right. So um, we talked a bit about set. So again, if, you're, if this is sounding kind of strange, what the heck is set or skills eval web tool? Um, uh, please let us know, but it is um, a web-based feedback tool. It, push, it puts the session objectives in front of the learner and the precept at the point of care, and it also facilitates specific feedback at the point of clinical learning. So we're really excited that, and grateful that we have this tool um, that we can um, use. Thank you. Thank you, Kesh, um, very much. And again, we, we are want here to set you up. There you go. <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. <laughs> Let us know if you have questions. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. bye.